Welcome back to Rhymes with Decora, a podcast project from Inspired Media. We're telling stories about uh, communities you love by people you trust here in the Driftless region and beyond. Welcome back. I have a very special guest today. I'm so excited to have here. It's taken a minute for us to line this up. And uh, when I think about downtown Decorah and businesses and people who've been at it uh, for a long time and made something really special in this town, uh, Gail Bolson Magnuson is one of the first people that comes to mind. Gail, welcome to the show. Thank you, Benji. Yeah, thanks so much for taking time to be here. It's really uh, fun for me to get to have these conversations. Um, there are people like yourself that I might see walking around on the street on a, at least a weekly basis, but it's rare that we actually get to sit down and chat unless we're somewhere. So I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Absolutely. This is great. Yeah. I love this podcast. I listen to it all the time. So, but I never thought I'd be on it. Oh, well, we're <laughs> stoked to have you here. You. Uh, for people who don't know who you are, uh, Agora Arts in downtown Decora is is your store. Yes. Uh, something you've been building for over three decades now. <laughs> don't say uh, it that way. Which is, which is I started awesome. started when I was 10. <laughs> You did. You did. It was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, no, so Agora Arts in downtown Decorah, just right next to the Hotel Winnesheek 102, correct? That yes. Is the, that is the, I always I mess it up sides. with the old yeah, address, I, right? I was on the right side of the yeah. Hotel Winnesheek, and now I'm on the left side of the Hotel yeah, Winnesheek. Yeah, in an yeah. equally beautiful space. Yes. Uh, maybe even a little larger than the old store. Yeah, about like, double. Yeah. That is awesome. So I think we'll unpack a little more about that in the second half of the show, I think, because sure. there's some fun, uh, fun or at least probably fascinating things to talk about <laughs> in the, in the, in the retail world. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll also mention I'm hoping that this is a little part of a series of sort of uh, folks from uh, Decor and around the region uh, who are retailers who really are still in it, brick and mortar, doing what they do uh, here on main streets in small town uh, rural America. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Gail, you're someone that had really has just such an incredible depth of knowledge on that subject that I think is uh, an incredibly valuable thing. So hard earned. It's fun. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, let's talk a lot. Let's wind back a little bit because that's always part of my my favorite part of doing this show sure. and i especially know that your story is pretty rich to the area um so of course your family the bolson family has been here a long time so i um have just recently realized that all eight of my great grandparents are were either from 30 miles from here oh my or gosh. came here from norway and the same place in norway pretty much i mean the yes. same region of norway so so basically Every side of my family has been here for at least four generations. Isn't so, that incredible? It's amazing. It's just incredible. And all Norwegian. So it's right. just, you know, if if you see somebody in town and I'm not related to them, that would be a lot more <laughs> uncommon. <laughs> I love that. Uh, my mom and I were doing some research a few years ago and came across essentially the same kind of button hook where we'd found the families. We knew they were from essentially the same region, Eastern Norway. They had come all the way across the ocean. They'd come across the U.S. They'd found somewhere to settle. And here they all found each other again, yes. right? And it, it, all, it makes sense in history, right? But sometimes it's funny to think about how all of it went down. Right. And yeah. I just, I have to think that maybe this part of the world looks very much like home and maybe yeah. it felt like home. I don't know, but yeah, well, that's, that's an, I love that. That piece of history is spectacular. Uh, you're of course, so growing up in Decora, um, graduated from Decora high school. Yes. And what was your decision to go to Luther? You were a Luther grad. Yeah. So it was honestly, I was not necessarily even on a college track in my, I mean, I just was having fun in high school and, <laughs> um, all of a sudden senior year rolled around and, 
one of my best friends was going to go to the University of Iowa. Oh, so yeah. I went down to the U of I to check it out, and it just felt really, really big. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And so when I came back, I thought, you know, I really do want to go to college, but um, maybe not someplace quite that big and not so far away from my little sister, who was only three years old at the oh, time. Oh, my gosh. How many siblings did you have? Um, you have? There are five of us total. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, wow. there's 18 years between my oldest brother and my youngest sister. Sure. So, oh yeah, I mean that's a huge talk, right? Huge. I mean, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, ended up at Luther. That's awesome. And of course, I knew your sister. I yes, too. yes. Almost went to school <laughs> together, but uh, yeah. Well, that's that's an amazing story. But I know. I know from being around Decora, both from when I was younger and from my adult life, as I call it, having come back, uh, that you specifically were part of um, a really, really fun crew of folks that came out of Luther. <laughs> what year did you graduate, Luther? 84. 84. Okay. I'm the oldest person you've ever had on your show. <laughs> I am not. I am not. I am not doing it for that reason. What I will say is there was a group of people that I quickly identified in Decora who were very much like the fun people. <laughs> they were fun but i don't i don't just mean fun like having fun but i mean like we're making things happen we're showing up places we're doing things that made the community more interesting way back like i can remember that um you know and did, i would imagine your husband worked into that equation at some point right? so he did he actually graduated from luther um a ways before me, six years before me. He okay. went back home to Southern California. Yeah, Carl, we should yeah, say. Carl. I just saw this morning as well, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, small town, you see everybody eventually. Um, so yeah, he went, uh, he graduated from Luther in 78, and he went back home to Southern California for about four years. Wow. And then he came back here to open Decora Bicycles. Yeah. With a deke. Yeah. And Mr. Rich Gosen. So, absolutely. Yeah, bags and deke. Yeah. Opened the bike shop. And uh, that was in 1982. And uh, he came back in the winter before they opened it. And so he was bartending at the pub. And that's yes. where I met him. At the pub. <laughs> at the pub. Oh, man. There's so many directions so we could go right man. now. And so many great romances started there. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I One quick note I have to throw in. Um, Carl and Deke started the bike shop, and that was a moment in Decora as well. It was uh, absolutely. That's like a whole other show that I don't even know if I could ever wrangle. But like uh, they put me on a mountain bike when I was a little fat kid. I'm willing to say that. And uh, it was the thing that helped me become not a little fat kid. I and, remember uh, you being it's one incredible. of the, yeah, one you know? the bike shop boys. And yeah. Those I loved the bike shop boys. They yeah. were just, I mean, <laughs> I was like the house mother. <laughs> right? Right? Uh, no, so that was, you know, that was just part of the crew of folks that you came through Luther with, graduated, and there's kind of this, this group of people that were, um, you know, I really, I look up to a lot of you as like people who like kind of put the flag back down here as younger people who, you know, just said, we're going to stay here. Like, it's a great place to be. We want to be here. We want to try something different, uh, you know, and that's really cool to look back on because I think we've seen that resurgence now once or twice. Agreed. And if you don't have that in a small town, you're, you're not going to keep growing. Yeah, it's definitely the type of place where you have to create your own life. You you know, there are sometimes you're going to be doing multiple things, wearing multiple hats, just in order to be able to live here and have the life that you want to have. Yeah. On your behalf, I um I was reading the article we did on you about two years ago, right before your 30th anniversary oh, with, yeah, the store, yeah. and, uh, with the store. And um, the list was spectacular that you threw, it, threw out there for jobs that you had. Oh. Because <laughs> I am also someone that has had some real random jobs. Yeah. Uh, and I could run these down or not. As we were sitting down to record the show, um, you're very comfortable with headphones. You were a disc jockey at one point, right? I was. Katie, K, <laughs> what was it at the time? 
It was uh, KRDI. KRDI, right? yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gail Magnuson. No, yeah. Gail Bolson giving you great radio in the nighttime. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love, were you, did you ever do KWLC at Luther? Uh, I did, yeah. I was yeah. the news director there. Oh, and cool. uh, I was um, on air too. Yeah. yeah. I still think college radio is just uh, oh, an so unsung fun. hero oh, of my gosh. so many things, right? So fun. So fun. The list, though, is spectacular. Uh, waitress, disc jockey, <laughs> bookstore clerk. Interior painter, we're coming back to that. Yeah, okay. Uh, you might have sold lingerie at one point. I did sell lingerie at home parties. Yes, I did. Grocery store. <laughs> yep. Travel agency. Yep. I love it. I love I love that list. The reason I love it is that I know from my own experiences that I've had some random jobs, but some of those jobs that I thought were absolutely kind of just very temporary or, or just toss away, I needed I need a job for six months. Right. Were actually the things that showed me lessons that I have held on to my entire life to this point, right? I could not agree more. Um, and, and in just the, some of the simplest things, right? Of, of dealing with people or dealing with a manager or, or what you would rather do yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that whole, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. I mean, that is what you need to be an entrepreneur. You have to be a jack of all trades. You can't, I mean, you focus on one thing, you maybe can go to a job and get, have somebody else pay you for it. But yeah, <laughs> if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to know a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. There is a common thread through all these things. Uh, and that is the thread of art, uh, I think. And if we rewind a second, so your family uh, also has had a family business now for a couple of generations. A hundred years. A hundred years, yes. <laughs> no, uh, I think it's, it's uh, yeah, a hundred years this year. Yeah, which is Last incredible. Year. Bolson yeah. painting, right? Yeah, exactly. Interior, exterior, commercial, residential yep. painting. And wallpapering. A, a very old profession. Yes. Uh, but through that, so I would imagine you worked in the family business a little bit here or there? I did a little bit. So my grandfather started the business in 1922. And uh, he got his, um, he had four sons, and they all ended up growing up and working in the business. And then he had grandchildren that also worked in the business, with me being the first, quote-unquote, girl that got to work there. Oh, wow, yeah. (laughs) Making my way through Luther. Um, And now, um, fast forward 100 years later, and my brother owns the business and is a one of the best if not the best wallpaper in the country yeah absolutely he's won the award for being the best wallpaper in the country so yeah, yeah. and so just incredible work incredible in, in locations yeah, he around here travels a lot yeah. around the yeah. region so yeah. that's fantastic yeah. i love it but you know even those early days i mean some people might think well interior painting whatever like there's not a lot to it not true <laughs> not uh, true. <laughs> There is an art to yes, that. Yes, there um, is. But you also talked about in, in some of the, the conversations we had in the past, you know, uh, influential teachers, yes. right, through school. Yep. Uh, I'm really happy. Someone that has, I don't think, come up on this show yet and someone that I would love to have on is Elizabeth Lorenzen. Oh, yes. Get her on here. Oh, she'd be brilliant. Yeah. Um, you mentioned her as being an influence in, in the story we did a couple years ago. Do you want to talk about that at all? She absolutely was. Um, she was, um, we were, <laughs> my class was her first class when she came to Luther oh, wow. to teach. Um, I, if I'm pretty, I think it was fifth grade. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, um, and she was just such, uh, she was young and just so energetic and, Literally, I, I've never had a teacher since that's given so much of herself to her classes. And yeah. she had summer classes going, and she, I mean, from building puppets to <laughs> making her own clay. I mean, there was just all kinds of stuff that we did that just, um, 
yeah. just made me love art. I mean, yeah. I, I, I definitely had, I loved art before that, but it just opened my eyes to a whole different world. Absolutely. And, uh, no, she's amazing. I also had her when I was in elementary school, which yeah. is amazing. And I give her a huge amount of credit for giving, um, she was one of those teachers that really gave a lot of people opportunity. She's like, yeah, you should try this. I am not a visual artist. <laughs> I'm happy to admit that at this point <laughs> in my life. I cannot draw to save my life. My 10 year old is an amazing draw. She can draw. My wife's pretty good. She does all the visual work for the magazine. I'm not, but I remember her giving us, you know, experiences and doing a watercolor class or something with her after school or something else. And just realizing that like, you know, this might not be my strong suit, but boy, she gave us the opportunities to try it. Absolutely. And that is such a cool thing. It is um, a cool thing. For a teacher and, and to offer young people, right? Yes. Uh, so I love that. How about at Luther? Were there, um, was there an art influence in your world at Luther or was that more to the side at that point? Well, I, I did start out um, at Luther thinking I was going to be an art major. And um, I took a lot of, of art classes, spent a lot of time in the art room, just like I had in high school. I mean, in high school, I basically lived in a pair of giant overalls covered in clay and went to my classes in between spending time in the art room. So. I love it. <laughs> but at Luther, um, I spent a lot of time, uh, second floor in the weaving room, um, fiber arts nice. and kate martinson was just i just loved her and yeah. learned a lot about fiber arts from her even though that's not what i sure. eventually ended up doing where was that located at the time at luther second floor of yep. the art building um oh yeah sure sure, yeah. sure just coming down the hill by the boiler plant that one yep yeah okay yeah yeah cool it's always fun because i know different people have different memories of luther and where yeah students are now the CF- cfa exists obviously which is an incredible oh, space so, and, it's so beautiful and, uh, there. Yeah. yeah whole other world right yep, exactly that's that's awesome i love it uh well you know i'm almost in the middle of the show so i always do a turnaround but i want to talk for a second you know coming out of luther you were you were very creative you were looking at what was next right uh and creating a lot of art yourself right i i was and I honestly, I mean, staying in this town wasn't ever on my radar. I don't think it was on yours either. <laughs> I think this is a common thread. Nobody would have thought either one of us was going to stay here. Um, but I, um, yeah, I, I was looking for something to do artistically. I was doing art shows, um, traveling around the region. Yeah, um, and of course, in in doing so. Uh, at those shows, I would see Steve and Peggy Kittleson and yeah. Carl Homestead and all of these incredibly creative people that were in Decora that didn't really have an outlet, um, a place to sell their work in Decora. Yeah, and, isn't that interesting? It's fascinating, yeah. right? And, and there I, was this, there was a real community of people who had found this place. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's been either artists Luther here or other avenues. Right? Absolutely, there have been artists here for a long, long time, and and there just didn't. There, you know, I, I I take a little bit of that back because Jeff and Anya Brown um, had opened yes. the Perfect Edge at the time, and they were selling some two dimensional work, but yep. there was there was no um, real place that there was any three dimensional work in a, yeah. in a cohesive place. So um, it just occurred to me that since I didn't really like getting up at four o'clock in the morning and packing my car <laughs> and going to you know driving four hours every weekend, and that that's maybe. a grind, man. That circuit is a grind. Is. There are lots of friends who do it or have done it, Boy. and it's it's really cool. It's a community of people, but it is a definite uh, commitment, yeah, right? It is, it is. And I just thought, you know, why not just uh, try my hand at retail? I'd worked in the bookstore, the Book Gnome, which I loved. Yeah. Oh my gosh, oh. one of my favorite my favorite jobs ever. My first real retail job. Still love books. Love that. And um, so I thought, why not try my hand at it? 
That's incredible. Uh, Gail Bolson Magnuson, owner of Agora Arts in downtown Decorah. We're coming back in just a second. We're going to unpack starting a gallery store in downtown Decorah in 1992 in just a minute. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Gail, thanks for being here. We'll be right back. This is Rhymes with Decorah. This is Aaron Henning Nichols, founder and editor in chief of Inspired Magazine. Rhymes with Decor is brought to you by Inspired Media, bringing you positive news since 2007. Find us on stands across the Driftless, or check out our new website, or become a member at iloveinspired.com. Creating stories about communities you love by people you trust. Thanks for being inspired. And that's the one and only Aaron Henning Nichols, my partner in business and life. I'm bringing you iloveinspired.com, Inspired Magazine, a quarterly uh, publication across the region, uh, available each quarter, bringing you fun stuff from across the region. Positive news is the name of the game, and uh, we're here, we're doing it 15 years later, and uh, super appreciative of folks like uh, Gail Bolson Magnuson of Agora Arts. How you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> we are having a great conversation here, and I am so excited to dive into this part of it. Um, as we were just talking about, you were a young artist. You were working the circuit, doing stuff, realizing an opportunity. And boy, that is the crux of small business, isn't it? It really is, yeah. I, I think, um, again, if you if you want to stay in a specific place, sometimes you just have to sort of create your create your life and and find a way to do it find yeah. a way to make it happen yeah absolutely so the early 90s in decora is kind of what we're talking about and you're thinking about uh you know what you're doing who else is in the area we've got a lot of talented folks and there's maybe an opportunity to display their work um what's going through your mind what does downtown decora look like in the early 90s what is that what is that scenario to uh, you know it i thought it looked hopeful i mean i um Again, you know, the Perfect Edge had opened, and mm-hmm. I think, um, I can't remember if Lorana had opened yet. Maybe they were just a little ways after me, but yeah. um, but it just, it seemed like a thing to try. And honestly, I was just going to try it, Yeah, right? Yeah, it was, absolutely. It was never meant to last for 30 plus <laughs> years. It was like, I'm going to try this. If it doesn't work, Amen. it's going to be just like another one of my jobs. It's going to be just like being a disc jockey or a whatever, you know? So, uh, so I opened it. Um, I honestly, uh, I had $3,000 and opened the store with $3,000, which I'm not really sure you could do that now. Totally. Um, (laughs) I had, uh, 33 local artists. I had all their work in there on what's called consignment, which means that I paid them if I sold it. Yes. Um, so I didn't have any inventory costs. I bought, (laughs) I bought produce bags, those banana bags that they had at the grocery store. (laughs) I bought those in bulk and then I stamped at night my name of my store on them with a little rubber stamp. Um, Any store that was going out of business, I would go and see if they had any uh, display things that I could use. I mean, what was your first location for the store? The very first location was where the co-op kitchen is. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I thought at the time I opened that I could have a little studio in the back and I could keep working. Yes. <laughs> Lasted a minute. Right. Um, that is something about retail, correct? Yeah. And this is, I give anyone who does retail an enormous amount of credit because, um, right, you think you can probably like, well, I could get something done. Mm-hmm. I could do book work. <laughs> I can do something. Else. But it, that's not really how retail works. It really isn't right? how retail works. It's a works commitment yep. to, to customers that are walking in the door. Yep. Huge commitment. Yeah. Um, and so I quickly learned that that wasn't going to work. Um, and then I was only in that little space for about two years. Uh, and then I moved into where Copyland is now. That's what I remember mm-hmm. very well from yep. my, my younger years. Yeah. yeah. So right on the corner, uh, Blue Heron Knittery now is across the street. Yes, uh, where and, uh, uh, I think a pizza place used to be there. Or maybe okay. that was next to it. Yeah. <laughs> Domino's. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. That <laughs> was a great, Don, a great corner location, though. It was. I remember was that great... being a beautiful store as yep. well. Yeah. Uh, how many artists do you think you were running by that point? I mean, were you still kind of working on that consignment model? Were you yep. looking at different things? Definitely still working on the consignment model. Had probably gotten about double the number of artists, a lot more wow. jewelers yeah. um, in there at that time. And then I also started selling beads and findings and that sort of thing in the back and started doing a few little jewelry classes. I do remember some of that. Yeah. yeah I made some totally. things out of Fimo. And yeah. S- you know. <laughs> oh, that stuff was, still <laughs> is fun. so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I would do that kind of uh, at night, um, doing the little classes in there. And there's a lot of people who still come into my store saying, oh, man, I made my first pair of earrings in the class oh, that's in the back so of your cool. store. And they're like, you know. 35 now. Oh, I <laughs> love it. Wow. So, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, and then at what point did you make the jump down to the, the what was, I guess, on the east side of the hotel? Of the, the hotel, yeah. For quite a while. So I was in the Copyland location for about almost, I guess it was seven years. And um, yeah. at the time, Shan Thomas was helping the wonderful Helen Bassler yes. uh, redo that hotel. And Shan was her uh, manager. And she walked into my store and said, oh, do you have any ideas of anybody that would want to, you know, have a store in our hotel? Wow, and I'm like, I did not know this story. This um, is a great story. Hello. I'm right here. Right? And she's like, well, you just remodeled this space. Are you sure you want to move? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I want to move. <laughs> I mean, it just felt like such a great opportunity. Not the least of it. It was going to be in a new, beautiful hotel. Yeah. But it would be sandwiched between a new, beautiful hotel and maids. And maids. Come on. Yes. I mean, yep. it's like the best location in town. Absolutely. So I said, absolutely, yes. And so um, I moved down there in the fall of uh what would have been 1999 yeah, yeah somewhere right in there yep. that makes sense i think hotel yep. project was all coming online then yep. yeah 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 you know it's amazing i the, another show there too as well but the hotel winnishik is just an incredible thing um you know mark's maybe i think he'd be okay with me saying this back when aaron worked at lorana and we would talk with mark and joni too but you know they both gave credit that you know they may or may not have existed as long as they have if it weren't for some of the anchors downtown and yeah. having something like the hotel and your store and other i mean it's like everything works together right it's definitely works together there's got to be a, a critical mass yeah and um the fact that you know yeah that i was there that lorana opened that the hotel that um some coffee shops started open. i mean you yeah. know it just yep. it really it really started to people really started to see this as a viable option 
of a place that they really could live. Yeah. And a lifeblood to a downtown Main Street in rural America. I mean, that's just something that, you know, Aaron and I were just at the Iowa Rural Summit here a couple of weeks ago. And, and, you know, so many cities are still just working, working, working. Like, how do we not even how do we keep our Main Street strong? Like, how do we keep our buildings from not falling down because they're right. vacant and nobody's been in them for 20 years and we want to save them? Absolutely. So, I mean, you got to and I think <laughs> credit where credit is due to those who have put in that work. Well, you know? and I think this is this would be a really, really good time to give credit to like our current uh, chamber right yeah. right now yes. the the <laughs> core chamber of commerce absolutely uh, you yes. know Jessica there and yep. Amanda and Stephanie with the decor jobs yep. and Alyssa I mean that team is brilliant yeah. I mean what they have done the things that are happening in decor right now are not just happening organically there's a lot of behind the scenes work that's making this happen Yep. And making Decora basically be on the map. Love giving them a shout out, and I love the work that they're doing as well. It's it's really it's really amazing to have that um, that strong uh, connection and just sort of resource throughout a downtown. I think it really helps everybody. So Absolutely, love 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 that. Uh, so Agora Arts itself, Gail. Let's talk about it. if people somehow are listening and haven't been to the store, haven't, haven't been what? in a minute. <laughs> Uh, you are now on the other side of the hotel. I am. In a beautiful space. Yes. Um, I might have once upon a fall pulled thousands and thousands of staples out of that floor with my <laughs> yes. dear friend Scott Basford. Scott. Oh, Scott um, and Lisa did such a good job on that. Yeah, place. that was an adventure. But yeah. uh, the old Hallmark location is yes. what it was for several years in downtown Decorah. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a great space. It's a big open space. It's beautiful. It'll be big front windows. Um, it's a great space. Do you want to tell us a little bit about, I mean, I could run down the list, but I mean, tell us more about <laughs> For you, you know, what is in your store and what sets you, you know, what are your favorite things? What sets you apart right now? Well, I think, you know, honestly, um, I think everything in there, obviously, I've I've picked out myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I love everything in there. But I think what sets my uh, store apart, maybe from other stores that people are used to going into, is that it's just the product mix is um, a, a huge variety because being an anchor store in the downtown of a, of a small rural downtown, you do have to serve a lot of different um, people, a lot of different ages, a lot of different um, tastes, uh, uh, you know, your demographics are all different. So um, I've tried really hard to have a lot of things in there that appeal to a lot of people. So I have American handcraft is my love. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I have uh, started with that's g- going to be my love for <laughs> yeah. forever. But um, I also have some things in there that are great. You know, just pick up gift items and things Definitely. for little kids and um, some little pieces of clothing. And we've got a really good book and puzzle section. And what well, I will also throw a shout out. I mean, so beyond you know the jewelry, the pottery, the glassware, prints, cards, mugs, ceramics, yeah, like yeah. two hundred plus artists, right? Yeah. that are represented yep. from yep. across the country and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my other favorite things that you guys have is sort of a um what i would call a section like a gentleman's section yes. sort of right <laughs> and that, uh, yeah. but, but it's really brilliant i know around the holidays <laughs> you guys work really hard to bring in some just really fun and unique things because boy shopping for dudes is so hard it's hard uh, and especially like friends or you know holidays anything else like it and graduations and like all those things it's just really neat to see some things that are sort of tailored to that demographic too um but i walk in your store and i always see things i laugh i have always enjoyed sort of the wood fired pottery movement Mm -hmm. of our region and beyond and sort of the long tail of that that's a that's a whole other series of shows but um 
And if I had it my way, my entire kitchen would be, you know, floor to ceiling with those pieces. Probably look uh, like mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, my wife, we, we have some different tastes. It works out. I, I get my mug collection. But uh, but no, and then you have always said, you know, you just, I just had an incredible selection of ceramics, pottery, things like that, that are just really, really beautiful pieces. And also, like, um, pretty affordable. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, things that, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I think sometimes people think about artists and like buying pieces from artists and it has to be expensive. And it's like, boy, that's just not always the case. You can give someone a really meaningful gift. Um, that's not any more than something you'd buy out of a yeah oh. you know, major mainstream Absolute, <laughs> retailer, oh, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, mm. and the pottery for the most part, the pottery that I've always carried in my store has been functional pottery. It's yeah, not, it's right. not, um, sculptural. Um, it's, it's a mug you can take out every morning and drink your coffee out of. And I mean, I have been moved to tears talking about my favorite mugs before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I, I mean, I, I love, I, that. I love pottery and, um, and there have That's been great. so many incredible potters in this, in this region. I mean, pottery is so strong in the upper Midwest and, yeah. uh, yep. You know, there's just a whole, yeah, that's, that's another couple of shows. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, I love that. Uh, in terms of being small business, I, you know, the other thing, I, I, jewelry is another thing in your store. I know that Aaron loves my sister-in-law. Absolutely. Anytime they come back to town, like Agora is a non-negotiable stop. <laughs> like that is happening. Uh, it loves the collections that you bring in, you know, the unique pieces that change all the time. Um, different designers. Those are just really cool things. So. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, we, we definitely are known throughout the region for our jewelry. That's it's, it's a it's the biggest part of our of our uh, sales every year. But That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So being a, a small business owner, and I know we asked you this in our inspired article a couple of years ago, um, but something we love talking with people about too is you know uh, self employment is is such a um, double edged sword. Yes, it's a wonderful <laughs> world. It's a very challenging world. What do you think the best thing is about being self employed, or what have, what are the things you've enjoyed the most about um, you know three decades of of retail and making <laughs> <laughs> it work on a on a in a small town you know well i think it is just basically that you are your own boss i mean you know you, you it you you certainly aren't doing it on your own you're never doing anything on your own in yeah. this life i mean you're you've got your employees your customers your vendors your you know but you do ultimately it boils down to you making the decisions and i actually like that i was never a super good team player <laughs> <laughs> So, um, <laughs> love it. So that kind of works in my favor. Um, I have made myself probably unemployable to ever work for anybody else, but, um, I don't, I probably won't have to. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, ultimately the, the best part really is that, you know, it's the buck stops here, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, I know Aaron and I talk about that a lot. Like you, you can make your own decisions. Like yes. you're responsible for them. So it's, yeah, it's, you, you, the, the consequences are yours alone. You own it. <laughs> you do have the ability to make decisions, turn on a dime, yep. you know, do those things. And yeah. that's, that's a big, it's a big thing. I know in the, in the magazine, we always ask what the worst is. And like, I'll just rephrase your answer for you because it's something I, I identify with so heavily. Uh, at the time we asked that it was about screen time and bookkeeping and all of just the, the stuff. And it's just right? getting so much worse with social, so social media. I'm sorry. I know it's you so love hard. social media, but it's no, like, Oh no, I get it. Oh my gosh. I yeah. Get it. Totally. It's the one thing I will, I have to give a shout out to Carl, your husband as yes. well. <clears throat> so Carl made the, uh, very obvious, um, career turn path from bike shop shop owner to accountant, uh, which I think is, uh, <laughs> was brilliant for me. <laughs> it's maybe not the obvious path as well. Although if, 
if I were smarter, perhaps I would have followed his path. Uh, I hate accounting. I do all of our accounting. I am proficient in QuickBooks Online, and I despise it. Uh-huh. Um, Everyone does. Yeah. But boy, I, I appreciate the systems that are available in this day and age, because I don't think I could have done it the old way. I agree. Uh, you yeah. Know, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's a whole new... I mean, when... If you would have told me the things that I had to learn 30 years ago that I've had to learn for this job, I would have not, I don't think I could have done it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like boiling a frog. You just, you know. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, it's really cool. I mean, Agora Arts, downtown Water Street and Decora, if you haven't been there in a minute or if you've never been there, by all means, go check it out. It is a beautiful space. Uh, So many incredible works from um, artists near and far. Uh, Gail, you've done an incredible job of that. Uh, The future continues on. We're excited to see what happens at the store in the future. And, and, you know, downtown decor is a place that just continues to change and only get better, I feel like. I uh, I couldn't agree more. It's an exciting, exciting time, I think, still. Uh, Any other thoughts on, on, you know, the experience that you have three decades in retail? Any any takeaways, any lessons, you know? Well, you know, I'm kind of, uh, I guess I'll say, you know, it's, you know, there's going to be an end at some point, right? I mean, I'm getting to the end. I'm one of the oldest retailers in in downtown right now or have been in in business for longer than most. Yeah. And uh, I went to the Chamber uh, Gala a couple of weeks ago, weekend ago or whatever, and and, um, man, this town's in good hands. I I just, I, I kind of was on the second floor mezzanine of impact kind of looking down on you know, most of the people that were, you know, kind of celebrating down there and, and uh, helping the chamber with stuff. And and uh, this town could not be in better hands. I mean, some of the young business owners and uh, and just the movers and shakers in this town, I just have complete confidence that it's just going to get better and better. Wow, what a cool perspective and a nice thing to say. That's that's, that's really cool. <laughs> You're part of it, a huge well, part of it. <clears throat> we do what we can. Uh, but, you know, again, I will say, and that's part of why I'm doing a small series, hopefully on retail here, is that I, you know, retail is a whole other beast, boy. And, and to be at it as long as you have and been successful is really a huge thing. So Thanks. I give anyone who has done it a huge <laughs> amount of credit, and it's also a necessary thing. So, Gail, thanks for being here. Uh, we appreciate hey, your time. We appreciate me. everything you've done. Again, Agora Arts in downtown Decora online as well. AgoraArts.com. Check it all out. There's lots of great information there uh, and uh, things you can find and check out as well. So Thanks, Benji. Thanks so much for being here. Rhymes with Decora. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Gail. Thank you. You've been listening to Rhymes with Decora, a podcast project of Inspired Media. Telling stories about people, uh, communities you love by people you trust. Find us online at iloveinspired.com. If you enjoyed the music on today's show, it is the work of Mr. Nick Zielinski. Nick is a drummer. He's a decoran. You can find him on Instagram or Patreon or uh, TikTok. You take your, uh, take your pick. He also gives lessons. Find him at Indicative of Drumming or indicativeofdrumming.com. Nick's a great guy. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Rhymes with Decora. Rhymes with Decora is a project of Inspired Media. Find us online at iloveinspired.com.